Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 210 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Today, we have an exciting subject or an interesting subject that we're going to dive into. But before we get started, please consider subscribing to the channel and leaving me a review. As I'm growing this channel, I'm constantly learning of ways that I can improve and do better. So let me know. Go to your favorite podcast platform and just let me know ways that I can improve. All right. Imagine, I, I, let's start this way. I found myself the other day uh, on a hillside. And in that, in while I was standing on that hillside, it was early in the morning. The sun was barely starting to come up. There was a bull elk bugling. And just picture it echoing through that crisp mountain air as the dew is on the grass. While you're picturing that, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. Not only is it uh, a place of majesty, so to speak, where you can see wildlife everywhere, but it's also a multi-billion dollar industry. So today we're going to be diving into the economics of big game hunting and wildlife tourism. It's a subject uh, that's there's a whole lot of connections. It can be political. It can be very capitalistic and not always focused on conservation. So let's dive into that topic. Big game hunting has uh, a long history it is since the founding of our country and long before that as Native Americans were here, as they raised each of their generations, they taught them the importance of hunting big game to provide for their family. And as Europeans moved in and took over, again, that tradition was passed on because food was very important. So in the United States, it has a rich tradition of hunting. Some of it controversial, some of it not so great, but it's been there since way before the founding of this country. It's been passed from father to son for generations, and it has been passed on to this generation, and it will continue, at least for the next few to be passed on. We'll see how everything goes. So it's been around forever. Another one that I want to talk about is wildlife tourism. What is that? I first got involved in wildlife tourism back in the early 2000s up in Alaska. Uh, I got to work with some people who ran tours. People would come off of cruise ships. We would put them on boats, and they would go hike trails. They would go to... Uh, different locations and view bears or mountain goats, depending on where they were flying into. And wildlife tourism has also been around forever. You can find it in jungles, in rainforests and safaris. And so big game hunting, wildlife tourism, they're both very important. And they're both tied together because oftentimes somebody who's leading a wildlife tour is also providing a guiding service for another group somewhere down the road. And so often they are connected or somebody who's really good at guiding bear hunts is also very good at providing guided bear tours. And oftentimes those two things go hand in hand. They both generate a lot of revenue. There are towns in Alaska that fully function because of wildlife tourism and big game hunting. Ketchikan, where I spent, if uh, you go into town after all the cruise ships leave, then there's not much left to do in town because the cruise ships 
are and all the stores there are closely tied to that time. So when they all check out at four o'clock in the afternoon, boom, all the shops start closing down. You have a few stores. Uh, they even have a Walmart now, but everything is largely tied to that. Logging has largely been shut down. It's not as profitable in that area. Also, there's a bunch of lawsuits that make it very difficult. Fishing and hunting are still very popular, but as more people flock to it and the fish population each year is decreasing, it makes regulation a little bit tighter. And so people are switching from that hunting and fishing more towards that tourism. But all of these things generate a substantial amount of money because they are providing jobs. Not only are they bringing in a lot of money, whether a bear hunt costs 15000 or uh, a deer hunt like here in Utah, uh, depending on what tag you draw, can be $100,000, $150,000. But all of those things are creating and providing jobs. I know multiple people who in the fall this time of year are guiding for outfitters, whether it's deer or elk hunting. And I have friends who are guiding fishing trips up in Alaska. And I know people who are guiding fishing trips in Oregon and Washington and Massachusetts. And so it's providing a lot of jobs as well as wildlife tourism. There are thousands of jobs created each year in Alaska alone for wildlife tourism, bringing those people off of the cruise ships and showing them what Alaska has to offer. So there's a lot of money backing it. And it's not necessarily just uh, a few companies, but there are a lot of hands and a lot of people involved. And so that brings up some challenges because it's now, who do you focus on? You've got the commercial guys that are wanting to focus the commercial fishery on them. But then you have the sportsmen who are saying, hey, we need fish. And then you have the tourists who are saying, we need opportunity to be able to view. And so all these things start pulling one direction or another. There is a lot of money that is generated by wildlife for each state, as well as uh, guiding services or landowners. Some of the funds are generated from hunting permits. We know a lot of the hunting permits uh, generate money that goes straight into those animals, whatever state you're in. But then there are park fees and wildlife tours. Those are all generating money, and they're all trying to grow their business one way or another. Some are taking that money and putting it back into wildlife. Um, some private hunting areas that I know who are benefiting from elk hunting tags and uh, deer tags and moose tags here in the state of Utah are taking that money, putting it directly back into their ranch to create better watering systems, to bring more and more wildlife in, are also making sure that they have better habitat. So there are those things, but it's largely driven by dollars. People want more money, people want more access, and so you have this that's going on. There are some benefits, uh, like I talked about, the community up in Alaska is directly benefiting from wildlife tourism because of the cruise ships are coming in. Uh, with tourism comes controversy because you start to lose that place that was once so majestic. You now start to alter it and change it to fit uh, 
or adapt it to be able to fit those tourist communities. And so what was largely a once quiet place, you now start adapting it and altering that landscape to be able to fit to make sure tourists can be able to come in. Ketchikan and those areas in Alaska, as well as other places that cruise ships go, have altered the landscape around them because of those tourist dollars. They want to make it accessible. And once what was once a quiet place may not necessarily be. So there is some controversy, but it is also providing jobs. That's the question I have. Where, where do you balance the for the need or the ability to have people to come and see and to witness what it makes it so beautiful versus keeping it what it was uh, a quiet, majestic place. And that's, that's some of the challenge, but because there is tourism and because there is hunting, there are places now that, are being sustained with animals that may not be otherwise because they're creating jobs for the locals. You're seeing some in Africa where uh, it's controversial hunting lions or rhinos or elephants, but yet that money goes directly back and benefits some of these villages. Now there are opposition to this saying that uh, they are altering the landscape. They're just killing this animal and then they're trying to bribe off the locals. And some of these are very fair points and they shouldn't be disregarded. But it also should be looked at as a way that governments are seeing, okay, we can make some money. We can bring tourists into our country by doing this. They're going to pay $100,000 to hunt this animal and that $100,000 is going to go benefit the community. So now we are going to put more wildlife protections on these animals and we are going to go protect these animals to make sure that there is this industry. So there's both good and bad, whether you agree or disagree. Uh, I don't know. I'm on the fence. I've seen both sides of it. I've seen where it's become so commercialized that the thing that it once was that made it majestic is no longer there. Also, it's all about money. And so it's no longer about the animals and conserving uh, or preserving or the preservation or conserving those animals. It's all about how much money they can bring in. And so they no longer represent a species, but a dollar amount. Trophy hunting, I guess, is the biggest issue um, that people have when it comes to big game hunting and the economic benefit. Because, uh, again, like I was talking about, these animals no longer represent something that was living, something that was beautiful. It's all about the dollar amount. Okay, if I have 10 tags and each of those is bringing in $10,000, then I'm going to have $100,000. And it no longer represents 10 living things that you're going in and feeding your family. It's now about going in, killing the biggest, hanging that up on your wall and showing everybody how great you are. And that's where that controversy comes in. I think if there was less social media talk about it, then some of that criticism would be reduced opposite side of that because of social media 
there are tags being sold in the state of Utah for $250,000, and that $250,000 goes to directly benefit wildlife. What's the, what's the, one is wrong, yes, the other is not, and so can you benefit from something wrong, I guess, I don't know, I, I have no idea. What are the, where are we going in the future with this? Well, I can see where we're going. Uh, I think it's going to get more and more expensive. I think it's going to be more and more people trying to access that resource, maybe who are not necessarily hunters, but who are trophy seekers. They don't care about the hunting aspect of it. They care about what goes on the wall and how good it looks. Unfortunately, you're seeing a lot more of that as people are finding ways to market themselves on social media and finding out that they can get companies to pay them for using their products by killing animals. It's now about the loss of or the death of an animal is now about marketing. And that's that's challenging. A lot of these products are great products and they're phenomenal, but yet they are marketing it by how well they kill things, but they don't really honor the things they kill. It's more about creating a dollar, making more money. And I guess that's that's where I see the future going. I think it's going to be harder and harder as well to get access as people find out that it's a billion dollar industry and there's more money out there. I think that uh, private property is going to be more difficult to access. It's going to be locked up. Uh, people are going to come in and offer hunting leases and they're going to lock that property up and it's going to make it more challenging. And that's going to put a lot more pressure on the public land. And what the research shows is once the public land gets overrun, those animals move to private land where it's locked up. So it's only going to get more, more expensive. All right. We've covered a lot in the last few minutes. So let me rewind a little bit and give you some, some uh, key takeaways. We talked about how big game hunting, wildlife tourism contribute a lot to the economies. In some places, cities are being held up because of wildlife tourism or because of hunting. And they play a, a big role, whether we like it or not, the sales of the hunting tags are directly benefiting wildlife. Some of that hunting tourism is directly benefiting that wildlife. And so it, they are helping whether we like it or not. And conservation without those dollars would be greatly reduced. Uh, if you look around you, the last little soapbox I've got, if you look around you, everything is... The only thing we talk about today is how much can we build? I want to build another spec home. I want to put up another apartment complex. And we are wiping out all this land, ag land or mountainous wildlife land. And we are putting cabins here or a multiplex there or an industrial complex here. We're wiping it out. And so without the financial benefit from hunting, I don't think that people would be too concerned whether we keep wildlife or not. All right, before we finish off today, just let me know if you enjoyed today's episode, whether uh, there are things that I can prove, improve on or do better. Uh, go ahead, subscribe. Let me hit me up on Facebook or YouTube. 
write in some comments, email me at managethewild at gmail.com. And you guys enjoy your day. Stay wild.